Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. What's up, everyone? Jamie Bateman here with the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I'm super excited for this episode. Uh, on this one, I got the chance to sit down with Shante Duffy of BiFi Loan Servicing. Shante uh, has been in the mortgage servicing business uh, for about 10 years, and she recently got the opportunity to branch out on her own. Um, for full disclosure, in, in the interest of full disclosure, I am an investor and co-owner of BiFi Loan Servicing. But that's not really the focus of the episode. The episode is more about Shante's upbringing uh, and some challenges she faced foster care and uh, realizing that she was adopted and some uh, racial uh, dynamics there as well. And then uh, she also dealt with an unexpected pregnancy um, and then, you know, some challenges with her with her son and that are certainly ongoing. And um, but we get the opportunity to dive in into her mindset and kind of some key takeaways and lessons learned from her story, which she has applied to move more toward an abundant mindset and, and uh, growth uh, phase, I guess, if you will. The future is really bright for Shante, and she's a rock star in her industry. The fact that she's out on her own now running a small business and managing, hiring, firing, all the challenges that come with that. And, uh, you know, I think you're really going to love, love this one. So I hope you get as much out of this as I did. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Inspiring stories of real people overcoming incredible odds to live life to the fullest. We are all guaranteed to face hardships. How will we handle the adversity? Join us to be moved by everyday people who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. Be inspired as these relatable heroes get vulnerable and former counterintelligence investigator Jamie Bateman puts his interviewing skills to the test. Restore your faith in humanity as you experience true Cinderella stories of average people turning surreal struggle and deep despair into booming businesses and financial fortune. Take ownership of the life you are destined to live and turn your adversity into abundance. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I am your host, Jamie Bateman. I'm super excited today to have on 
with us, Shante Duffy from BiFi Loan Servicing. Shante, how are you doing today? Good. I wish the weather was nicer, but I'm hanging in yeah. there. It's pretty rainy down here in Maryland. You're up in New Jersey. I'm assuming it's similar it's weather. It's pouring. It is pouring <laughs> all gotcha. day. Um, but, you know, April showers bring May flowers, something Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. <laughs> Although you did tell me you're not a huge fan of flowers. So for all the listeners out there. (laughs) (laughs) Never send me flowers. (laughs) So Shante, um, full disclosure, Shante and I do work in some capacity together. Um, I'm a part, I'm an investor in BiFi Loan Servicing that Shante manages. And um, we are partners in that business. So uh, we, we do... Uh, communicate regularly. So I know her fairly well. And uh, we've gotten to know each other better over the last year and year and a half. And um, but uh, yeah, Shante, you were one of the first people that popped into my head as far as having guests on my new show, um, because I know you've been through some adversity, and we're going to get into that. Um, and you've kind of, we'll, we'll get into you can tell us how you overcame that and pushed <laughs> through that and got to where you are today. Um living in a growth mindset and uh, living in abundance. Um, So if you could let our listeners know who you are and what you're up to today. All right. So as you stated, Shante Duffy, um, I am the VP of operations of BiFi Loan Servicing. Um, This is a new servicing company. I've been in the servicing space for just under a decade. Um, I love everything about this space and decided that it kind of needs to be shaken up a little bit, which is how BiFi actually was created. Um, You know, spending a lot of time with you specifically, Jamie, and a few other investors and figuring out, you know, pros and cons to why people don't like servicers as no investors in our space um, and trying to make, you know, the best product, the best, best services we could offer. So that's what I've been busy doing for about a year now um, and it's super exciting and I love every part of it. So just for the we won't focus too much on this but for the listeners out there who are not familiar with what a servicer is just briefly what what is a loan servicer? A loan servicer is a company who processes payments specifically us we process mortgage payments. Um, we service loans for private investors, small hedge funds and things like that, they are the bank. So, you know, these loans get sold from, you know, big banks such as Bank of America, Wells Fargo, down to private investors who are people like you and I, uh, people who just kind of have some money to invest. Um, And then they become the bank, but they need a licensed servicer to keep their loans in compliance and make sure payments are tracked and things like that. So that's what we do in a nutshell. Yeah. And I can say, having been in the, the, mortgage note space as an investor for the last four years myself. Um, and I'm fairly active in the space. Uh, you know, you definitely are a rock star in the space and, uh, you know, you've, your reputation, uh, precedes you. Um, you know, and I know with your previous employer, you were one of the big reasons people use them and I'm not, not putting them down in any way, uh, without you, but, um, you know, you, you've made a name for yourself in the in the industry, that's for sure. And like you said, it's been almost 10 years that you've been doing this. Um, and now you've gone out on your own, essentially, which is, like you said, super exciting. I'm sure that you're comes with different, uh, I know, as a small business owner, myself, there are a lot of obstacles and Absolutely. fires to put out every day and a lot of challenges. Um, but super exciting that you've been able to kind of grow in this space and go out on your own. And I'm excited for, for you and for your future and, um, just the, the growth and abundance that you're living in, but let's back up a little bit, um, and go back to your backstory. Um, you know, and let's talk about some of the adversity you faced in your life. Uh, so you can pick it up wherever you want. 
we're going to throw it all the way back. We're going to kind of start from the beginning just because number one, my birthday's in a few days. So it's kind of a big deal. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but um, I was originally a foster child for the first three years of my life. Um, a lot of people don't know that about me. And then I became adopted when I was three. Um, I would never change my life for anything. I love my family. That's all I've known. So I've been very, very lucky. And I am the child of a single parent who actually adopted me. She ha runs her own business. Hmm. Okay. Um, so that's kind that. of, yeah, that's she cool. runs her own business for almost 40 years now, longer than I've been alive. And um, she ended up marrying, you know, my stepfather who also runs his own business. So throughout my whole life, I kind of watch people work for themselves. Um, and I think it was just ingrained in my head to, you know, just if you want something, you have to work for it. And that's just how me and my siblings are raised. So growing up, I was always like, oh, I'm going to do something big. I don't know. I didn't know what, though. Um, I just knew that I wasn't going to work for somebody for the rest of my life either. Mm -hmm. um, that was not a place I was going to settle. And leaving high school, thinking about what I wanted to do, I kind of played around the idea of being a criminal attorney. Um, but I wanted to deal with I'm glad you said attorney because I thought you were going to stop it being a criminal. <laughs> just criminal. <laughs> no, no, never. Um, I kind of love the idea. I have a weird obsession with like true crime and just understanding yeah. the legal side and the police side of that. So I was kind of dabbling, playing with that, applied to John Jay University, um, thinking like, okay, maybe I'll just go like join the FBI as well, you know? Um, and then I found out that I was pregnant. And okay. that kind of did a, a huge 180. Um, I was 19 years old, being very, very young. And I've always been hardworking and goal-driven. But now it was like, okay, I'm responsible for another human being. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, I thought the worst. And I was like, well, I can't go and be a police officer or be a criminal attorney with you know these crazy people out in this world. Mm -hmm. um, and you never know what's coming. So I kind of had to pull back and try to, you know, restructure where my brain was going because my whole thing is I want to come home to my child every day so my child today is 10 years old um his name is Benjamin he's like the best thing ever mm -hmm. and having him you know I got very fortunate and lucky staying home with him the first year he was born so I got to see the first everything um I would never ever be able to be a stay-at-home mother though um, that's not <laughs> in me yeah. my hat goes off to the stay-at-home parents that is very hard I struggled um just like mentally I'm like there's just a baby you know I was talking mm -hmm. to all day so and, if you don't mind sorry to yeah. cut you off uh, can we go back just you know a little bit and and kind of get into your mindset as far as if you can recall when you were a child and you, you know, yeah, I wasn't adopted. I don't know what that's like. I don't know. And again, first three years of your life, you probably don't remember, yeah. but, <laughs> um, but I'm just curious, like, you know, kind of how that went as far as, because, you know, I know you said you love your family and you appreciate your, your parents, but um, what was that like, I guess, finding out you were adopted? And, and again, it's, it's a common thing and I don't want to make it like it's some huge deal. No, it's deal, very, but... very common. You're right. But it's, it was a little different. Um, when I realized that I was adopted and just full transparency, I am a black woman adopted into an Irish and German family. <laughs> so my okay. family is white, not like race matters to me, but I, it, it's what I live. It's a different dynamic than yeah. maybe your typical adoption. What people see, exactly. Yeah. So I didn't know I was adopted um, until I was about five. And it's because my little brother was born and that is my mom's biological child. And my mom was a foster parent. I was her first ever foster child. So she had other children coming in and it was just kind of like, oh, another baby, but they all look like me. So I didn't notice it until my brother came home from the hospital and 
I guess at five, I didn't comprehend like being pregnant, babies growing bellies kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think my mom just kind of explained like, oh, another baby's coming home. And one of the first things I said was, why is he pink? <laughs> um, because he just looked different. I, my brother is my it's best funny. friend, Vaughn. I love you. Yeah. Um, but I was very confused. And that's when they, everyone had to like sit me down and was like, I guess we knew this was going to come someday. Um, but I right. never noticed. I have an older sister, you know, my mom's first biological child. And it just never clicked with me. And I know that, you know, I, I kind of was just like, okay. Like it didn't, all right. Like I just kind of dealt with it. And growing mm -hmm. up, I really didn't have any issues. Um, my hometown is a small town out in Essex County. And my family's actually from there. So we were pretty well known. So I never struggled in, oh, you're different. You know, everybody accepted me. Of course, my mom's business was in that town. So mm -hmm. everybody knew who she was. My grandfather used to run a business in that town years ago. So everybody knew who the Duffy family was. So gotcha. I didn't really struggle until, and I didn't notice it either. Until I actually moved, I moved a little further west and all of a sudden it was like this big deal. Granted, I was a little bit older. I was in high school, but I never, of course, there was, you know, times growing up in school where I was like, I couldn't do certain projects. We had to learn about like genetics and um, things like that. And there's this huge, hmm. like marketing hmm. period project. And I literally didn't hmm. go to school for like two weeks because I couldn't yeah. do I wouldn't it. Have, I wouldn't have thought about that. I, yeah, yeah. It's not stuff that, you know, it didn't bother me, but I just struggled. And there was random like ignorance that, you know, happens in the world, but overall, mm -hmm. like I would never change it. Like I, I don't, look at my family as any that's my family they're the same mm -hmm. people didn't treat me differently and if they did that's I was good. very naive to it <laughs> well, um, I didn't see it <laughs> probably, probably a good thing right in this case um, yeah yeah okay well that's that's good I mean it sounds like your mom and your parents didn't treat you any differently no. than they treated their Not other kids all. so no. awesome okay <laughs> yeah no that's that's great I mean I mean, I think that's a lens that probably more of the world could use right now <laughs> as far as looking Absolutely. at each other. Um, but uh, so, okay, then then you got to, to your, you you had your son and that presented its own uh, challenge oh, yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh, sp um, speak about that a little bit. So being 19, being in college, I kind of had a choice to make and it was a tough choice. And I am glad that Benjamin is in my life. I think like he's here for a reason. Like this was meant to happen. Um, Cause I was just kind of like all over the place at the same time, you know, we're all young and crazy at some point and yeah. total transparency. I almost gave Benjamin up for adoption. Really? Yeah. Uh, because I was 19. I was like, I could barely take care of myself. Like, you know, I was going sure. to school, I was working two jobs, but I'm like, that's a whole human. Like <laughs> that, that, that's, that's <laughs> a life. And I don't know if I can do that. And when my family found out, they were like, are you kidding? And it wasn't that I was like worried about their judgment or anything. Cause my family mm -hmm. is very open-minded, but mm -hmm. it was more so like this kid's not going to have a life or a good enough life, a life that mm -hmm. I lived. Um, and I was really scared to do that. And then it got to the realization, like, Shanta, you're adopted. You have so many questions as to why you look the way you look, where you came from. You know, I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't have any medical background. Mm. And I'm like, I'm going to go do this to another person, another, a child that I've run to. I was like, I can't do mm -hmm. that. And I don't think I would have lived with myself. Um, I don't think I would have been happy mm -hmm. knowing that that was a decision. So very late in the game, it was probably Thanksgiving of 2011. And Benjamin was born in January 2012. Um, that I actually made the decision I was going to keep him. Hmm. Um, okay. so kind of, I had like two months to really like shift my brain and my thought. And the problem was I wasn't connected to, you know, being pregnant and having a child and going through that. So I kind of missed that wave a little bit. Um, 
but then he came and everything has been, you know, great from there. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was an eye opener. But then again, you know, going to the hospital before he's born, they ask you all these questions and I can't answer them about family background and things sure. like that. Right. So I struggled and I got really nervous and then it kind of clicked as me. I'm like, Shantae, you don't know anything about <laughs> anything. Like I was born as Shantae. My last mm-hmm. name is the only thing that changed. Um, but then it kind of lit a fire underneath me to kind of reach out to New Jersey's like DIFIS system and figure out like, who, who am I? Like, where did mm-hmm. I come from? Yeah. And I did get in contact with my biological sister. Um, I do have an older sister and an older brother. Okay. And my mom only lives like 45 minutes away from where I currently live, which is crazy. Um, I've never met her, but I do talk to my sister and we do stay in contact. So it kind of put a little ease in my mind. Have you done any of those 23andMe or Ancestry.com? I'm scared. I'm terrified. I don't, I'm afraid of what's going to pop up and (laughs) I'm just going to have to bite the bullet. I did ask for one um, for my birthday this year though from my family. So they're all supportive about it. Gotcha. So what were some of the challenges just being a single parent? I mean, I, I, I don't know Ugh. what that's like. <laughs> it is, um, it's hard. And I, I don't, I, I shouldn't I, say were, what are some are, of the challenges? Yeah, I, I'm still there. <laughs> um, it was difficult at first, you know, I have this, you know, you leave a hospital and I have a healthy baby boy and they're like, okay, you know, 10 fingers, 10 toes. You're like, great. Mm-hmm. I got home and I was like, what is this? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I genuinely thought that I had made the wrong decision. Um, and I had really bad postpartum for the first five months. I could understand why people just like walk away from babies. It mm-hmm. made sense, but I had a really good support system that mm-hmm. kind of like had to get me back to being me and, you know, bringing me back full circle and accepting what my life currently is and mm-hmm. will be for the rest of my life. And then, you know, time goes on, everything's great. You watch them grow. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, um, my son's delayed and I can't figure out why. Mm-hmm. And it took me a very long time to have to admit to myself, like, hey, there's something wrong here. Um, but I also knew I couldn't start him in, you know, going through school process and stuff like that without getting him, you know, checked out. So mm-hmm. I went through about a eight, nine month long process getting my son diagnosed and his diagnosis ended up being with, um, he's on the autism spectrum disorder. So I got that diagnosis when he was about four. And Again, it's not life threatening or life threatening, but it was like, he's going to face so many different challenges. And then it's like, how do I make sure that I make this as smooth as possible? Like I am Mm -hmm. his mom. He relies on me. So it was really challenging going through that. That was the hardest, you know, he's a good kid overall. He's super funny, um, super goofy. He has his moments though, just like he is my child. So there's times I'm like, I'm fighting with myself. I can, I can totally relate. And you and I have talked about both of our sons and my, my son is autistic as well. And it's definitely challenging um, for sure. (laughs) So yeah, that's a whole different, not just being a single parent, but then single parent to an autistic child. That introduces a whole another animal. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So yeah, and and you're still, you know, you're still working through some of that. I mean, it's not like it's all rainbows and butterflies and unicorns (laughs) or whatever Chris likes to say. Um, (laughs) But um, I guess, what would you say? Just kind of looking back from from you know now backwards, what what are some of the takeaways as far as lessons you've learned uh, fighting through that some of the adversity you went through? The biggest thing, and I tell myself every day, because I still go through challenges today, whether it's work-related, family-related, you know, just me personally, I need to not be so scared um, because I always think the worst of every situation. And 
this is life. There is no rule book. No one, not no one's the same. Not every situation's the same. They're relatable. You can sympathize, empathize, but I also have to have faith in myself. Mm-hmm. No one's going to have me the way I have me. And I think for a really long time, I wanted to be like coddled, like growing up, like just in my teenage years for not pretty, my poor mother, um, I did not make it easy for her. But I realized that like, I know me better than anybody. Mm-hmm. And I need to not, I need to look at myself. I need to look towards myself, of course, reach out for help and support. But in order right. to get anywhere, it's my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the biggest life lesson that you can't sit. And at one point Mm -hmm. I just wanted to like sit and I got too comfortable and you're not supposed to be comfortable. If you're comfortable, (laughs) you're doing something wrong. Um, Things are supposed to be nice and steady, but I was too complacent and that's not who I am. And I think I was getting very frustrated and then it was coming out to Mm -hmm. everybody I encountered. And it's not that I was trying to be malicious or mean, but I was angry with myself and I was, you know, deflecting it. So it it, it was one of those, Shantae, whatever you want, go get. And don't right. wait for anybody else to give it to you. Yeah, so take take ownership of your situation and your future. Um, you did mention you had a good support system, which was, I think, is another key takeaway. Yeah, I and mean, that's huge. But if you don't have that, you know, be proactive to go get that in place. I mean, who you surround yourself with is is really important as well. I'm just I'm just adding on to your, no, your you're lessons right. here. Um, so yeah, and so. How did, how did some of that kind of propel you? It sounds like that you've used some of this adversity to add fuel to the fire. And, and, uh, I know, I mean, I've seen you working and you're, you're an extremely motivated individual and there's no way Wi-Fi would exist without you. <laughs> um, so I'm just curious how you've, uh, kind of, you know, looking a little bit more forward, how have you used the adversity to fuel your, you know, your, your specifically your business and, um, I want a certain lifestyle career. I want my son to have, I lived a very, very nice life growing up. You know, I got everything I needed and wanted, um, and more and having Benjamin kind of was like, he deserves more than what I had in my Mm -hmm. opinion. So a lot of it is I want to be, I've always wanted to be successful. I always told myself I was going to be great at what had no idea. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I was just kind of, you know, following whatever interests I had, but it's, the fact that I knew that I wanted to do something big, but I also like people. I do. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be in a situation where I had to deal with people, um, good mm-hmm. and bad, you know, it's just different walks yeah. of life. And I feel like I've encountered so many different walks of life already. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to keep doing that. And it got to a point where I was like, all right, you have to do something that's going to A, make you happy. Because if you're yeah. not happy, it's not worth it. But B, something that I'm going to be proud of myself in as well. And mm-hmm feel like I'm doing, making some sort of change, helping somebody. I like to share knowledge. I do mm-hmm. walk around thinking I'm a know-it-all at times. Um, <laughs> you can ask my friends and family. I'm like, oh, Shantae knows everything. Um, and I don't, it's just, you know, a running joke, but I like to also watch other people grow. So finding mm-hmm. this space, um, being in the servicing world, I think mm-hmm. it was like a blessing um, that I never saw coming. It was not mm-hmm. something I knew anything about, um, you know, nine, 10 years ago at all. I never heard of it. Yeah. It's I a very like, niche space. I mean, you know, people, a lot of people don't even know about mortgage note investing, let alone what the servicer does. That's even yep. smaller, a smaller element really in the grand scheme of things. It's really important, but most Americans knows. have no idea what, what that even is. So now you're an expert in the space and it's, I know it's like for, for entrepreneurs like us, it's easy to 
put your head down and, and grind every day and, you know, not think about how far you've come. But one of the things I'd like to get out of th this show, all of these episodes, not just this one is helping people to stop and kind of look back and um, look at their accomplishments. So what would you say are some of your accomplishments that you're proud of? Of course, I'm proud of BiFi. Um, this is my second child. I will have no more children. Benjamin and <laughs> BiFi, my two Bs, they're my babies um, forever. Um, my greatest accomplishment here in this space is just been I. I was one of those Americans that knew nothing. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I don't. I still don't have a mortgage. Um, all I knew was you have a mortgage. If you don't pay it, you lose your home. That is it. I, I didn't know anything else. And for me, it's that that ladder climb that I did. You just mentioned, Shanta, you're like an expert in this space, but I don't think anyone realizes, like, I started off as an admin assistant, like filing paper, answering the phone mm -hmm. to the yeah. point where I worked full time. Then my hours got cut to part time just because there wasn't enough work. And I was like, wait a minute, this is boring. I need to learn. And I think me just being me, I wanted, I don't understand this is, I don't do well if I don't understand things. Um, mm -hmm. I get very, yeah. as you know, I get very I, frustrated. I for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's, she's not lying. <laughs> yes. It's, I need to understand and why is a really big deal for me. So yeah. just kind of watching my, like I sat back just a few weeks ago when we were at these conferences and it was like, just talking to people that have known me from day one. Um, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, Shantae. And it's like, I kind of forget that that's where I started, like, mm -hmm. yeah. I started literally answering the phone and not knowing what was being asked. And right. feeling like I, I just wasn't smart enough or anything like that. And for me, yeah. what I'm really proud of, and what I love is just watching the growth, because mm -hmm. you don't realize it happens until you do stop, right. until you do sit back and you think and you're like, wait a minute, you started from nothing. Yeah. And came here. And it, to me, that's just an all around, you know, success story as a whole. There's bumps Definitely. in the road and everything there that oh, that's yeah. without saying, but my favorite part is just looking back every so often, or when I meet someone new and they ask what I do and they're like, how'd you get into that? It's right. That's those moments where I'm like, Oh wait, like how did I, like, I honestly just wanted to go to work after having Benjamin at home for mm -hmm. a year. And I just was like, I'm not cut out for this and just wanted something close to home. It's not like I was looking for a servicing company. Right. It was, I wanted an office job where I had my week, nights and weekends home with my kid that was in somewhere close to home. And my former employer was not even three miles away. Well, I think uh, for me, some of the things that come to mind when you're talking about that is, you know, you don't know what your life is going to look like in 10 years. You didn't know you would be here 10 years no. ago, right? But I mean, you did have your drive and, you know, you didn't settle, but at the same time, you did focus on your day-to-day whatever you were doing at that time. In other words, a lot of people, especially nowadays, I feel like entrepreneurship is thrown around like it's this cool thing. And yeah, it's cool, but it's like, it takes time and, and you need to get good at whatever you're doing that day that's put in front of you. Exactly. So to me, that's, I'm not saying never think about the future or never have a drive or make a change, but if you don't, the only reason you're, I mean, not the only reason, but you wouldn't, <laughs> let me rephrase that you wouldn't be where you are today had you not put forth a great effort in your day-to-day -day at that job back then, nine Absolutely. years ago, seven years ago, five years ago. No way. Even so, a year ago. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, and it still, still applies today, but I just, I think people forget that. And, you know, it took nine, 10 years for you to get here just having worked. That's just in the servicing industry. There was time before that that I'm sure has led to, the, to this as well, but it's not an overnight thing. It's a process, I guess, is what I'm saying. And you know, it's a I just forever think, process, though. It's not going to stop. You know, today or in five years, it'll go yeah. forever. 
and you, you know, carry until that. I'm no longer here. You've carried that. I mean, I've seen just in the last four years, you've carried your character through multiple positions, and you know, yes, you might change or have you know mature or whatever you might make, you know, <laughs> but uh, but in general, you carry that. We all carry our character through whether it's you know whatever position we're in. So, I mean, I I just you know it, it people need to be patient and focus on their their day to day as well. Um, Absolutely. So we're going to fly through a few questions here and then we'll start to to wrap up. Um, (laughs) If you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would you choose? What kind of question is that? (laughs) All right. I could choose a celebrity. Yeah. Anybody. Oprah Winfrey. Okay. Nice. Any reason why? She amazes me. Her stories always amaze me, but she's also weird. So I'd definitely be a little judgmental, but I'd love to sit down and pick her brain. And that's really um, my mindset. Her backstory is crazy. So I would pick her. Uh, if Yeah. Oprah, if you'd like to come on the show, we'd love yes, to have please, you. Yes, please, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about adversity to abundance, right? Um, if you were given $10 million tomorrow, what would you do with it? Invest. <laughs> nice. Um, that's, the, that's the boring answer I would give too. It's a, it's not, but uh, that's what I know at this point. Yeah. I would, I mean, I'd go build a home, but I'd invest the rest. There you go. <laughs> and uh, foundations for autism. That, that's my top three. Love it. Nice. Um, what is the challenge that you're facing today in your business? Biggest challenge: managing people. That is the hardest thing. I don't care what anybody says. I know I, you know, I lean on you all the time for help. But managing people, different walks of life. You, you know, everyone's different, so it's adjusting to the differences with each person that you know is on my staff and my team. Yep, love it. Um, in your opinion, what is one of the most important personality traits someone needs to have to be successful in, we'll say, small business? Sympathy. Okay. Sympathy and empathy. You need, you have to have a heart. Yeah. If without a heart, you won't get anywhere. Love it. I know. uh, (laughs) I joke that Emily, I know how to spell empathy. So that's a start. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, If you could do one, another occupation besides this one, just something totally different, just for fun. What would it be? What would you like to try? I would want to be part of the FBI. Okay. Nice. Why, why do you say that? I've always wanted to. I want to be that part, like higher than a detective, higher than a cop and all that. I, I have this weird obsession with true crime and go. I want to solve things. And I like stuff yeah. like that. And you listen to a lot of those murder podcasts. All day. Right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's a, speaking of podcasts and entertainment, what, what's a movie you would recommend? My favorite movie, a movie I'd recommend Cinderella Man. My okay. second favorite movie. What's your favorite movie? Walk the line. I got Johnny Cash behind me. Oh, yeah. well. There you go. Nice. Um, do you listen to any podcasts or audiobooks? Anything I listen could... to podcasts. I mean, I listen to your now, <laughs> the podcast you just said to leave. And good deeds. Um, good deeds. Yeah. But yeah. I also, um, I'm a true crime junkie. So, oh, yeah. I, we just said that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to edit I... that part out. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I listen to all the time and some music. Um, let's see. What's one question you wish I'd asked that I haven't asked? Anything you'd like to cover before we get out of here? I don't know. But where am I going to be? What's my big goal of Wi-Fi? I feel like that's just the thing. like, where do I play? I mean, because you're my partner, I feel like it's a, yeah. How, okay, what's, Shante, the future, I know where you what's, go. what's the future look like for you? It doesn't sure. have to be a 
I mean, it's supposed to be but, great. But just, yeah. Well, f- specific, like, BiFi is, you know, next to Benjamin is my future. So for me, it's just to be successful, to grow, and to be the best. I, I know that sounds crazy, but yeah, that's the goal. I want to be standards. what, you know, BiFi, buy investors for investors, right? Yeah. I want investors to not just need me. I want them to want me. Yeah, nice. So, that's, that's awesome. Nothing wrong with having high standards and a, and a drive. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, another thing, I don't know where this fits into the conversation, but something that popped into my head was when you're talking about Benjamin and when you did make the decision to keep him and, uh, you know, and you've also decided to stay where you are geographically because of his support system. We've yep. talked about that before. But to me, that actually, because you were able to make those decisions, you're able to make a lot of other decisions much more easily because you have that decided. So it's, it's kind of like the that's core. Exactly. So um, again, that's just a takeaway I've had from talking to you and, and with this conversation as well. It's just, you know, hey, where do we want to have BiFi headquartered? Well, that decision is made. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. was no budging. I was not leaving my area just because, again, Benjamin's always going to be first. Yeah. And by five second, but it came down to I need to be able to be close to both my babies. Um, but, and that's but that really did, where it's at. I think that that helped us in decision making and purchasing the building that you're operating out of and things yep. like that. So um I guess for me it's like you don't have to have it all figured out, but when you can make certain decisions, that just helps you make it you all know, comes together, big picture. Exactly. So um What's one more nugget you could add to our listeners? Any takeaway or lesson learned when you look back on all the adversity you have been through and the abundance Don't that be scared. you're moving toward? Don't be scared. Don't be scared. And when an opportunity presents itself, don't be so quick to say no. Um, that's, you know, BiFi kind of was an opportunity that presented itself. And I was originally like, absolutely not. Um, take it. Think about it, but take it because it'll change your entire life. I know my life has changed drastically alone in the past year, drastically alone in the past three weeks you know it's take it and don't be scared and rely on your support systems um you have them there they don't always have to be my family is a support system but I have a lot more friends and mentors that I lean on more than anything so it doesn't matter who they are and what you're doing they will support you and and use them rely on them they're there for that reason no it's awesome I mean you know we have every confidence BiFi is going to be doing very well into the future but let's say you tried and it and it failed you know, that's not awesome, but I'm just saying it's better than <laughs> I mean, so a bad example, <laughs> but you know, I'm just saying, take, take some risks out there. I'm yes. telling the audience, take some chances, you know, you, you don't want to look back and live. have regret that you never tried. And so you have one life to live, take it. If it works great. If it fails, it's not necessarily a fail, tweak it, make it work. Exactly. Awesome. All right, Shante. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, where can our listeners find you online? I don't know, on Facebook, Shante How can Duffy, reach out to LinkedIn. You? <laughs> LinkedIn, okay. Um, I don't know, social media platforms, emails. Email address. You know, check What's out Shante at byfiLS.com um, or check out the website. You can see Bi-Fi my face up there. Com. Yep. Love it. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. And uh, to the listeners out there, please go out and give us a rating and review and please recommend us to your friends. We're a brand new show, so we can use all the support we can get. Thanks for spending Thanks for spending your most valuable resource with us, your time. Take care, everyone. 
Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, inspiring stories of mental, physical, and financial transformation. Available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.